BridgeBank helps breakthrough ideas actually break through and remains dedicated to providing financial solutions to those committed to leveraging innovation to make the world a better place. BridgeBank, a division of Western Alliance Bank. BridgeBank, be bold, venture wisely. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. From KQED. I'm Erica Cruz Guevara, and welcome to The Bay, local news to keep you rooted. The nearly 500 small business owners who make up San Jose's iconic Berryessa flea market are trying to find a new home. They're making way for the new Berryessa Bart Urban Village, the kind of thing that everyone says the Bay Area needs more of if we want to address our region's housing crisis. And now, the city of San Jose says it has an idea for where to put the market. An abandoned landfill. It might also present really the best chance to keep this landmark alive. So what kind of emphasis is this for the city moving forward? Today, the struggle to find a new home for La Pulga and why a landfill has risen to the top. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just What we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio, was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. Guy, can you just remind us where are we at right now in the sort of long saga of La Pulga? Like, where do things stand right now? Right now, vendors at the San Jose Bay Area Flea Market are dealing with kind of an unknown closure date. Guy Marzarati is a political correspondent for KQED. He also produces the Political Breakdown podcast. 
He's based in San Jose. It could come as soon as 2025. So what's happening right now is kind of this scramble to find a new site. The flea market is still operating, but it does have this uncertain future. This goes back a number of years. The owners of the flea market have had a desire to redevelop the current site, housing retail around transit, because BART is now in North San Jose at Berryessa. And big picture, like, this is kind of what the city is pushing for. They want that kind of dense housing development near transit. But the flip side of that is that development, if it happens, would mean the end of the flea market as we know it. And this would be a huge blow to San Jose, both culturally, but also economically. I mean, this if you take the flea market kind of as a whole, it would be a top 50 employer in the city. It is the densest concentration of small businesses that we have in the South Bay. So it's an incredibly stressful time for a lot of vendors. For most of them, this is the primary source of income. So they're you know, trying to find this new site with the city. I will say the city was able to extract some concessions from the owner of the flea market, most notably putting money in a pot that will be used for finding a new site. And how much money was put in that pot to help them find a new site? The owners of the flea market and the city are putting $7.5 million into this fund that's aimed at helping you know vendors both when the market closes just financially, but also putting staff time and, and hiring consultants to identify a new site potentially. I mean, Guy, La Pulga is this like very unique, sprawling market. We're talking about 460 vendors. What are some of the things that the city needs to consider as it looks for a new location for the market? I mean, it sounds really hard to do that. Yeah, it's really hard. I mean, look, in the Bay Area, land is incredibly expensive. And for a flea market of this size, you're going to need a large piece of land. Most of the prime real estate, you know, conveniently located parcels were grabbed up years ago, let alone one of the size that, you know, dozens and dozens of acres you need for a site like this. And that's how you get to a situation where the city of San Jose is saying the best place that we have for this landmark is a landfill. So there were five ideas brought forward by the consultant as like most viable for a future site. There was the Santa Clara County Fairgrounds. There was the former Sears department store at the East Ridge Mall, which would be an indoor site. There was a small piece of land that could potentially exist at Berryessa in a future development. Then there was this idea of like just having vendors set up shop in vacant storefronts throughout the city. And then there was the former landfill on Singleton Road. And that has really risen to the top of the list in the mind of city officials. Okay, so tell us about this landfill. Where is it exactly? Yeah, so it's pretty centrally located right in the middle of San Jose. It's right off of Capitol Expressway. It's not far from Highway 101. And it's 90 acres, so there's plenty of room there for vendors, plenty of room there for parking. And so it really fits a lot of the criteria that the city would be looking for in a potential new site. And what is there, or I guess what used to be there? Yeah, so it's still right in the Seven Trees neighborhood. So there's folks who are living all around this landfill. 
Back in the 60s and 70s, it was home to private and municipal dumps. Those largely closed by the late 70s. And since then, this huge piece of land has just been sitting vacant smack in the middle of San Jose. Well, what does the landfill look like now and what has the city tried to do with it in the past? Right now, the landfill just looks like a massive abandoned field. It's really just these flare stacks, which kind of look like big pipes that let you know that this used to be a landfill. They're still standing there burning off methane, but there's not much going on there now. I mean, some city inspectors actually found roosters at the landfill last year being raised for cockfighting, but there's fences all around it. So public access is pretty limited and there's security there now. Pretty much ever since the landfill closed in the late 70s, there have been ideas on what to do with it. To turn it into a golf course, to use the methane releases to create a power plant. There was even a local ballot measure in San Jose back in 2000 to fund a sports complex here, but none of those ideas came to fruition. Why has this landfill kind of risen to the top of the list? Yeah, I think it breaks down to me for three reasons. Number one, the city owns this land. Like, that's a huge piece of this because land is so expensive in the area. Finding a site where the city already owns clears out a huge amount of costs and just time that it would take to acquire a site. The second thing is the size. You're talking about a 65-acre flea market as it exists currently. The Singleton Landfill is 90 acres, so it has room to basically house all the vendors that are at the flea market today, plus parking. And then the third is location. Which carries a lot of traffic. It's near a lot of other things. Um, I talked to Nancy Klein, who's the city's director of economic development and cultural affairs. She pointed to the location piece of this as, look, we know a lot of people that go to La Polga currently are coming from all over the Bay Area. Um, It has a similar profile uh, in terms of several different transportation ways. So that makes it positive. It's not as in some of the other sites, which are quite a distance away on a road that makes would be terrible traffic. She points to Singleton Road landfill as having that advantage because it's right off of 101. It's near Capitol Expressway. You have those major arteries that wouldn't exist if you'd like, you know, stuck this in some open land in Morgan Hill or something. I mean, that makes sense to me. It's city owned land. It's big enough. It's near uh, some really important roadways. What do vendors think of this idea? All along, really the top priority I've heard from vendors, both on this advisory group that's kind of leading this process and also folks who aren't, is keeping the market together. They know that there's just this natural cross-pollination of businesses at La Pulga. You know, maybe you go to the market, you're looking for like home goods or something, but while you're there, your kids are with you, you buy them some candy, you buy them agua fresca, like there's just this natural cross current that happens between businesses that is so important to keeping the market thriving. And then if you split up the vendors into smaller locations all over the city, you might not get that. Singleton would accomplish that. There'd be this opportunity, like we can keep the market together, but vendors have a lot of questions 
left to be answered about the site and also just about the process and timeline going forward. And so that's really been at play in these meetings of the flea market vendor advisory group. They've met three the times so far. Around because we are a big community. We are so I talked to Erica Brajas. She's been a vendor at the market for years, selling clothing. And her real feeling was like, yes, maybe, you know, Singleton has a lot of promise, but she really wants the city to commit to stepping up its support during this time. So I want to hear from the city on our next um, meetings that if we decide to go with them, what they are going to be committed to us and guarantee timely, frameless, and also moving expenses and make sure that the relocation, it's... um. Good for all the vendors and also the sellers to come around. Even if the Singleton Road landfill works out, there's going to be a lot of cost for preparing the site, but also a lot of costs on the vendors. You know, they will have to relocate after years in Berryessa to this new market. There might be a, like a transitional time where they're not able to sell at either place, kind of like a, you know, in-between time. And Erica's real emphasis was like, we want commitments from the city to support us during that time, because there's just so much uncertainty ahead uh, with this potential transition. At the end of the day, city makes a lot of money on revenue from the sales, from the expenses that we pay, from our income taxes. It will be helpful for all of us because we need each other. We are community and we need each other. City needs to help us, and we will help the city. Okay, so this landfill has really risen to the top as it sounds like the most viable option so far. But is this a good idea? I'm curious what residents nearby the landfill think. They mostly were just like, we have a lot of questions about this. And again, there was this thinking of like, we've heard it all before. We've heard they're going to develop Singleton Road landfill. We'll believe it when we see it. For the longest time, uh, there was a proposal, uh, but again, nothing has passed because this landfill is full of, you know, toxics. I talked to Lilia Gaspar. She's actually lived right next to the landfill almost her entire life. Cherry orchards were over here on Lantern, where Lantern Way is. That used to be all cherry orchards. She just kind of painted this picture as someone who's lived there for a long time. And I think, you know, her concerns and concerns of other residents I talked to largely had to do with like traffic, right? How is this all going to work if you have thousands of people coming in to shop in their neighborhood at the potential future flea market? We already have a big issue right now of the jungle of the homeless encampments. It would just create more problems on top of it for our neighborhood. And I think they also expressed just a feeling like they had needs already in their neighborhood that they felt that the city hadn't done a great job of addressing, namely, in their minds, homeless encampments and blight. And a feeling like, oh, there's going to be focus on the flea market. Well, what, what about the existing problems that we have in our neighborhood? So we've talked a lot about like all that the city has to address on the vendor side of things to make this potential move happen. There's a whole nother piece of this about talking to the neighbors who currently live around the Singleton Road landfill and making them feel like this is a good idea, a good addition for their neighborhood as well. And I mean, also, this is an abandoned landfill, which makes me wonder, is it safe? I mean, if people are going to be 
working there all day and walking around. And I don't know. What do experts say about that? You know, the landfill's been closed for decades, but there's still actively methane being released from this site. In general, this kind of reuse, using the surface of the landfill for another activity, is viable and is done in a lot of other places, and it can can be safe. I talked to Gabriel Filippelli. He's executive director of the Indiana University Environmental Resilience Institute. He's also a landfill like expert. Like this is the kind of stuff he he studies often. And he said, "Look, like you know, it can happen. This kind of reuse for former landfills is viable." But he says there's still questions that will have to be answered and work that will have to be done in advance of this potential transformation. You always have to remember that you are sitting on a pile of material that has uh, the potential to release toxins. So you have to keep monitoring it. You have to keep checking it. And of course, if there's any seismic disruption or digging or trenching, uh, you have to pay extra special care. We live in an area with earthquakes. Bad things could happen to the landfill if there's an earthquake and it's not. There's not structural integrity. So there's a lot of boxes that would have to be checked. But generally, Filippelli said this is the kind of thing, this kind of uh, reuse that can be done. Well, looking ahead, Guy, how long do people have to find a site? What's the timeline here? Yeah, so under the agreement that the city reached with the owners of the current flea market, they have to give a one-year notice for when they want to close the market and evict the vendors. So the earliest date when those evictions could happen is January 1st of 2025. But it could close a lot later than that, right? The, the owners of the market right now haven't found someone to do this massive development at the Berryessa site. That could go on for years. Who knows, given the the current state of commercial real estate. So it's kind of a mix of like, okay, this is far in the future, but also we don't want to be complacent. Wherever it is, La Pulga ends up. What's at stake with this decision to find a new site? I mean, like, it seems really important that the city finds a space to like both build housing near transit, which we all know needs to happen in the Bay Area, uh, but also find a new place for these vendors who've been there for many, many years. Yeah, I mean, think about all the attention that the Westfield Mall closure got in San Francisco, right? That was like 50 stores. This is almost 500. You know, this is a would be a massive displacement of small businesses, many of whom are immigrants there's the economic component to this. There's like, the, this is a landmark within the city. I think right now we see where's the commitment of the city government. We know budget times are tight in San Jose. We just had this big fight over city employee pay that we talked about recently on the Bay. So this move to Singleton Landfill, potentially, it's not going to be cheap. There's going to have to be the mitigation and preparing the site for this. So it's going to take more money from the city government to make this happen but it might also present really the best chance to keep this landmark alive. So what kind of emphasis is this for the city moving forward? Yeah, that's an interesting way to think about it. And I guess it's like, who is the future of San Jose for? Like, who do we make room for? Yeah, and this is, you know, I think there can be like, thinking of the flea market as like, oh, this is kind of just like a side hustle thing that people do for about 75% of the vendors, this is their primary source of income. 
So this is just like this is a like an economic cliff that's staring in the face of hundreds of vendors here. So San Jose has these goals of building, you know, dense housing near transit. Can you accomplish that while also maintaining your goal of supporting small businesses, supporting like the cultural vitality that makes San Jose a dope place to live and be like those two goals? I'm sure the city has both of those. This is a real test of can they achieve both at the same time? Thank you so much, Guy. Yeah, absolutely. My pleasure. That was Guy Marzarati, a political correspondent for KQED and producer of the Political Breakdown podcast, which you can find wherever you found the Bay. Guy is based in San Jose. This 25-minute conversation with Guy was cut down and edited by producer Maria Esquinka. It was produced and scored by me. Also, if you like the Bay, prove it. Leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts. It helps other people to find our show. The Bay is a production of KQED in San Francisco. I'm Erica Cruz Guevara. Peace. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? Its history, its people, its unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out the Bay Curious book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on the Bay Curious podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get the Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find a link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading! Hi there, I'm Randa Fattah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org podcast. 